Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. Our compulsory third-party team is passionate about all things CTP. They have extensive knowledge of the complexities of CTP cases and have seen everything from a heated liability dispute, an alternative blameless accident allegation, a nuanced causation issue, and an economic loss claim with family trusts and an offshore bank account, and even a claim for replacement care for the family budgie. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hi, it's Tane Moxham here. I'm a senior associate here at McCabe Kerwood, and with me is Eden Christopher, one of our associates and a regular contributor to the Proper Lookout podcast. Hi, Tane. What's on the agenda today? Well, it's a tricky little question which arises from the Motor Accident Injuries Act and the Motor Accident Guidelines. The issue is whether the claimant has to establish due inquiry and search in a claim for statutory benefits against the nominal defendant. We've fielded a number of questions on this issue and it appears to be a hot topic in the industry. Shall we work through the provisions together? Yeah, Tane. Let's do it. Well, I guess the starting point is section 2.30 of the Act. The provision is almost identical to the equivalent provision in the MACA. Importantly, subsection 1 provides, and I'm paraphrasing here, that an action for the recovery of damages may be made against the nominal defendant where the offending vehicle cannot be identified. Subsection 2 then provides that a claim cannot be made against the nominal defendant under this section unless due inquiry and search has been made to establish the identity of the motor vehicle concerned. All right, well, that makes sense so far. But you said Section 2.30 applies to claims for damages, right? That's correct. Is there an equivalent section which deals with claims for statutory benefits? Well, I think the best answer I can give there is a yes and no. All right, that's a little intriguing. What I mean is there's no provision in Maya which mirrors Section 2.30, dealing with claims for statutory benefits. There is, however, Section 2.28, which is entitled Application of Division to Statutory Benefits. All right, well, that sounds encouraging. What does it say? This is important, so let me read it to you. For the purposes of the application of this division to a claim against the nominal defendant, for statutory benefits payable under Part 3, the liability of the nominal defendant is deemed to be a liability in respect of death or injury caused by the fault of the owner or driver of a vehicle that is not an insured motor vehicle or, as the case may be, a vehicle the identity of which cannot be established. What does that mean? (laughs) Yes, well, it probably could have been drafted a little better. Some people are interpreting Section 2.28 to mean that the nominal defendant is deemed to be liable to pay statutory benefits whenever an unidentified vehicle causes an injury and there is no need for the injured person to conduct due search and inquiry. All right, well, that's interesting. But Section 2.28 doesn't state explicitly that due search is irrelevant in a claim for statutory benefits, does it? Definitely not. On the other hand... Is there anything in Maya which specifically states that the nominal defendant is not liable to pay statutory benefits unless due inquiry and search is established? 
No, there isn't. There's no provision in my which says that an injured person has to conduct due search in a claim for statutory benefits. And Section 2.30 only applies to claims for damages, right? Correct. Well, that seems to be an odd outcome. Surely the purpose of due inquiry and search is to ensure that the CTP insurer of the vehicle which actually caused the accident pays the claim rather than the nominal defendant fund. I agree. That's the underlying purpose of requiring due inquiry and search, as well as to investigate how the accident happened. Is there anything in the motor accident guidelines that can help us? Well, I think so. Clauses 4.117 to 4.119 of the guidelines discuss claims against the nominal defendant. The first one, Clause 4.118, deals with statutory benefit claims and says, and I'm going to read this, In statutory benefit claims made on the nominal defendant, if the insurer's decision in respect of due inquiry and search is not made at the time the insurer is required to make the liability decision, under Clause 6.18.1 and 6.18.2, the insurer must inform the claimant in the notices of liability that it will also be making a decision on whether due inquiry and search has been established and that it will make a further liability decision when it determines whether it is satisfied due inquiry and search has been established. All right, I think we need to unpack that a little bit. Definitely. Clause 4.118 essentially recognises that the time limits for dealing with due inquiry and search are different to the time limits regarding when an insurer must determine liability to pay statutory benefits. Section 6.19 bracket 1 close bracket provides that an insurer must determine liability for the first 26 weeks of statutory benefits within four weeks of the claim. And section 6.18 bracket 2 close bracket provides the insurer must determine its liability to pay statutory benefits beyond the first six months within three months of the claim. Well, on the other hand, section 2.30 provides that the insurer has two months to reject the claim because the injured person has not conducted due search and the insurer has another two months once details of due search are provided to assess whether the search was adequate. That's right. So Clause 4.118 seems to contemplate that the insurer can accept liability for statutory benefits and then make a subsequent decision to deny liability once particulars of due search are provided and found wanting or reject the claim for statutory benefits pending particulars of due search and subsequently accept liability once the insurer decides that due search has been properly conducted. That's right. But either way, Clause 4.118 of the guidelines appears to assume that the nominal defendant is only liable in claims for statutory benefit where due inquiry and search has been conducted. Well, okay. So does a person injured by an unidentified vehicle have to establish due inquiry and search in a statutory benefits claim or not? Well, as we've seen, the Act is not clear and there are arguments both ways. If we go back to Section 2.28 of Maya, however, I think I can offer the definitive word. Oh, that sounds promising. Let's recap Section 2.28. It deals with the application of nominal defendant scheme to statutory benefit claims and states... For the purposes of the application of this division to a claim against the nominal defendant for statutory benefits payable under Part 3, the liability of the nominal defendant is deemed to be a liability in respect of death or injury caused by the fault 
of the owner or driver of a vehicle that is not an insured motor vehicle or, as the case may be, a vehicle the identity of which cannot be established. I think the last words are important. You mean, uh, open quote, a vehicle the identity of which cannot be established, close quote? Yeah. In my view, the words cannot be established have got to imply that an attempt must be made to establish the identity of the vehicle. You cannot say you cannot establish the identity of a vehicle unless you've tried to identify it. That sounds a lot like due inquiry and search. Yeah, I think you're right, Tane. It sounds right. Particularly when you throw in clause 4.118 of the guidelines and the statutory purpose of ensuring the nominal defendant fund is protected by requiring the injured person to identify the CTP insurer of the vehicle actually at fault. Thanks, Eden. I think we've got the answer on this one, but it wasn't easy. It will be interesting to see how this issue plays out in practice. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.